You're listening to How Do You Decide with Megan Stafford, a podcast that explores how the decisions we make shape us, the crossroads, the difficult choices, and how sometimes the smallest decisions can have the biggest impact. Join me as I meet everyday Aussies and find out about their lives, the decisions that changed them, and how they coped along the way. This week on the podcast... And I don't think I'd been in town a week and someone knocked at my door and said, the festival's going to fall over if you don't come and join our committee. That's Carmel Williams. Carmel lives in Charleville now, but was raised in Cloncurry, North Queensland. I stopped in to see Carmel on my way through Charleville as I'd heard that when it comes to decision making, Carmel could tell me a thing or two about community being part of the process and sometimes the cause of certain choices made. Carmel has worked at Australia Post for 27 years. She was about to retire when I met her in March. On top of that, she's been heavily involved in Charleville's various events. She's not one to be in the spotlight though, and her contribution is often behind the scenes. In this conversation, we talk about where that community spirit came from, her time at Australia Post, and her decision to retire. Carmel Williams. Well, I suppose coming to Charleville, it was like coming back home because my hometown was Cloncurry and it's a small little town and um, very similar to Charleville. So probably following in mum's footsteps when she used to cook for the fates or volunteer at St Vincent de Paul or dad used to do the visits with the, you know, the old people around at the, the um, little villages that were out there for the, um, the poor old fellas. So mum, mum would cook for a fate and she'd get the big brown bag of sugar, like, you know, and then the big box of apples to make toffee apples. So she'd whip that up into chocolate fudge or coconut ice or marshmallows or she'd also make like ice blocks, milk ice blocks for the kids across the road at school and they'd come over and buy an ice block at lunchtime and stuff like that. So she was always on the go and in the community like that. She never worked and she just more or less looked after seven kids, fed us well and always doing something for the community. So she was yeah, she's probably my inspiration. She, always a good cook too, so whenever I smell something cooking I think of mum. Yeah. So that's probably how I got started as a volunteer. Yeah, yeah. I mean seven kids too and cooking mm. <laughs> I mean they're pretty big jobs. Yeah. Like, themselves aren't they yeah and then I think once you have your kids and they start going off to school and that you get involved because the little towns are great for community events and probably because I was a little bit shy I'd rather go and work at an event and go and attend and socialize so probably came back to that where you'd be involved and you'd be doing hot potato stalls at the fate or you know, I had a competition with a friend of mine how many dresses we could make for the dress stall at the fete. And we'd whip up 20 to 25 little dresses to sell. It was all just fun. And, I mean, good fun too. Yeah. Um, and you were a self-taught dressmaker, you said. Self-taught. Made my own school uniforms when I was in grade... I think I was in about grade 10, 9 or 10. Mum was a sewer. But my sister, older sister was a sewer too. She, she was like a second mother to me. So she um, 
We used to watch, watch and learn. And that's how we learned how to sew. But always could put the concept together and, you know, come up with the, the real deal. So made numerous ball dresses for the ladies in town and Amazing. wedding. And would you get paid? Would they come to you? In, yeah, they'd come to me and, you with know. With a design or with a, with a concept in mind? Oh. Yeah. Big old taffeta dresses, big sleeves. <laughs> Beautiful. Yep, made many of them. A couple of wedding dresses, Deb dresses. Wow. Um, Did they send you pictures from their weddings then so you could have them for your, your little style book? Yeah, I've got some of those around. Pretty old-fashioned, but it was good fun yeah. in those days. And then um, did you find that you would, um, once you sort of were working behind, you know, fates and things, that it just kind of snowballed from there that people would be like, I know who will help out. Yeah. You know, let's call Carmel. Yeah, yep. So got involved pretty easily. I remember I had um, left town after five years and I came back from Emerald and I don't think I'd been in town a week and someone knocked at my door and said, the festival's going to fall over if you don't come and join our committee because <laughs> they needed, uh, I think I was the secretary or the treasurer, might have been the treasurer. So I got involved in festivals as well and helped run them. So what kind of festival? It's called the Boonga Woongaroo Festival. Can, we say, can you say that one more time for me? Boonga Woongaroo Festival. Boonga Woongaroo. So is that the name of the... It's an Aboriginal yeah. name. And, uh, I think there's a bit of mulga tree in there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we had a lot of fun doing them. And it's just like most things, volunteers are hard to get these days. Yeah. And then did you yeah, inevitably find yourself at another AGM? Uh, no one else to, is going yeah. to take over, so I guess I'm, mm. I'm back on it. Yeah. Yeah. Used to get into the netball, so with the kids and oh, yeah. do a bit of umpiring and took on positions with netball and be down there all the time, make sure things like that go ahead. But if the kids ever did anything like sport with tennis, you'd be out there picking up tennis balls or raising money for something or just to be there as a parent so it's all good fun yeah good love fun. to be involved yeah yeah and is that because do you think as well like you get that sense of accomplishment you know when you're part of helping something and come together yeah but then also i guess just that spirit of doing something as and, a team and seeing it be a success is the best thing yeah so we put on functions like it takes two can you remember that? The, where there's, mm. it takes two is um, where they sing. It's like a, sing, a singer, singer and battle. A, a no. singer and a non-singer. Yes, and they join up and do a little routine. So I think um, we had probably half a dozen singers with their partner, uh, but you know we catered for three hundred and fifty. We had a sellout, so I was in the kitchen. I was the mainstay in the kitchen, fed them all, hot meal, beautiful meal, and everybody had a great night. And just to see it be a sellout, people are entertained. Yeah. It's, um, you don't see a lot of that these days, like where people are putting on the good old entertainment. We also had the Dancing with the Stars. We put on one of those. Local edition. Local edition. That's was awesome. Good. The blue door, it was good fun too. The blue door, what's that? Yeah, behind the blue door. 
you knock on the door yeah. and then you never know you might open up to a surgeon who's in an operating theater and they you go in and you've got to be part of that oh improvisation yeah 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 so all those <laughs> kinds of things they've been fun just yep. to be a part of them i think is good yeah, yeah and i think also just to keep something alive you know going out here yeah and know. even now the kids are gone um i still find something to volunteer for so yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know if you find it or they find you, can't Well, they? probably. <laughs> but I can always find something to go and help someone out yeah. and do something. I was in lines for a while and I took on the president's job, but I um, found I wore my friends out. <laughs> they were all busted. Um, and they said, we can't do it anymore, Carmel. So it was sort of either we couldn't find a president, so I had to resign to get out of it, but... It's still going. Oh. I believe that you could volunteer anywhere yeah. and you didn't have to be part of a group. So yeah. I could then do the things I wanted to do and be part of and not just be a barbecue cook or run a bar or you could do other things as well, which is good. Yeah. yeah. So I can volunteer anywhere, really. You can. There's always something. Mm. And what's your go-to meal to cook? Are you cooking for 350 people? Or oh, it used to be um, chicken mignon, so it was chicken wrapped in bacon. Yes. And the local mm. butcher looked after us very well. And um, shout out to the local butcher. Yeah, yeah. What's yep. his name? Zorro. Zorro. He's Thanks, the, Zorro. now the mayor. Is he? <laughs> he is. Um, so it used to be like a chicken mignon with the beautiful veggies with a creamy pepper sauce, um, and then you'd always have a complimentary side dish like whether it be a beef or a, something to go with it. So but that was our our signature dish, I think, and always arrived hot to the table. Yeah, it was fun. And then we, we got stuck on a bit of um, like a beef uh, Indian curry type thing, musaman beef. Yeah. We used to do papadams and Ugh. just so, I'm yeah, there was a couple of faves. Hungry. <laughs> there was a couple of faves we had, but all good fun. Yeah. So good. Mm. And so now you've got 30 business days? Is it 30 calendar days until 30, you retire? 30 business days till I retire. Wow. Yeah. Because so you work, I mean, obviously do all this volunteering, but your day job when you're not um, not behind the bar or picking up tennis balls is at the post office. Yep, pouring my heart and soul into Australia Post, which I have done So. Um, Leaving Australia Post in good hands, and uh, it, it's looking quite good. And uh, I think we've delivered a great service to the town. After how many years? 27. 27 years there. Mm. That's a lot of letters. A lot, lot of, of letters, yeah. A lot of displays, a um, lot of cleaning, a <laughs> lot of heavy lifting with parcels. And a lot of stamps. Stamps, licking stamps. Do you have a good stamp collection? No. No, it's too many. Too many. Mm. And yeah. I was reading the area for the Charleville Post Office is quite rural. Yeah, we ha we're a bit of a hub. Yeah. So we deliver out to Birdsville, Windora, and up north we go as far as Winton. But we also deliver to, we also have bags that go to Mataburra, that sort of thing, and down as far as Cunnamulla, out to Quilpie. So if yeah. you're the hub, is that then... Planes or, or is that vans that go from here? No, we have a van for each 
split. Yeah. Um, but our post office in general probably services 20 of the LPOs out there and we look after them with stock if they need something and they can ring up one day and they've got it the next more or less. So it's pretty good service. It's wow. like it's like the city prices in the bush. Um, so they can get a cartridge overnight or a printer or if they run out of something or they see something in the catalogue, they can get it overnight. So are they driving out to Birdsville and Winton every day? No, Birdsville Windora fly twice a week. Okay, so that's so a goes fly. By mail. Yep. And then every day they head up to Blackall, as far yep. as Blackall, out to Coolpie, and every day down to Cunnamulla wow. contracted. So they do a great job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you, you run that, you're in charge of those runs as well? Oh, I'm sort of more or less in charge of retail now. Yep. Quite a few years ago they split retail delivery. Okay. Um, so there's a guy in charge of delivery, but we're sort of, we work together, together. as one. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Make sure it all works. Yeah. I mean, during COVID, uh, post would have been so important to oh, people. massive. Massive parcels. It was um, bigger than Christmas, we reckon. Wow. And um, like we thought, you know, it was going to quieten down. We got told to keep staff to a minimum, et cetera, et cetera. But we ended up getting slammed in the first Six months, yeah. So it's pretty full on. And is there a uh, uh, any funny or funny story or mishap that particularly sums up your time with Australia Post that you can think of? Um, we love our older folk, and I often say I'm going to be one of them. <laughs> so when they come in, you really look after them. We had one old fella came in with his remote control. And said, I can't get my mobile phone to work. (laughs) (laughs) But technology really gets the older people. And so we try and help them with their mobile phones. (laughs) Or, you know, just help them out. They even come in and they can't remember if they've paid a bill or not. That's right, because the Australia Post has so many services, banking and taking checks and things like that as well. And because we're such a small community, we sort of know who's who in the zoo and we know if they're not well and I they need they a bit routine. of a hand. Yeah. Yeah. So it's or if something's not quite right, you can let the family know that something's yeah. a bit amiss. Yeah. I think that's the beauty of small towns. I mean, you could look at them negatively as like everyone knows my business, but then also that, the other side of that is, is that mm. people care and notice mm. yeah so i hope they look after me when i'm walking in there on my walking stick i i think oh, it sounds and like they, pretty safe <laughs> and they look after me with my mobile phone <laughs> your remote control uh no and what and so you'll stay here in charleville when you retire we'll stay here in charleville we've got this um our main residence to renovate yep um and we've got another house we can do up. So we've got plenty of stuff to keep us occupied. We were supposed to do a round Australia trip this year, but we put it on hold because of COVID. You never know whether you're going to come unstuck or not. And then with a few family issues, we decided to stay close. So yeah. next year will be the year for us, hopefully. 2022 sounds yeah, good. Yeah, we'll get in and do a little trip around. And I'd always call this our home base, so yeah. it'll be good. And how did you make the decision to retire this year? Was that a tough one? It was because I'm a bit of a 
I'm a bit of a control freak, probably not a control freak, but I like to make sure the post office is running well and I have my standard. Yeah. And, um, and deciding who to yeah, pass the, you know, the baton yeah. on to to make sure that they're ready. My biggest thing is um, because of all the lifting. Yeah. Um, I've had a knee replacement and then the other one's starting to play up and a bit of, yeah, you know, just always yeah. heavy parcels. We're, we're now like pack horses, you know, fair bit of lifting. Yeah. And I just thought, I want to go out there and enjoy. I want to be able to walk around and have yeah. a look around and I don't want to be crippled when I finish work and I want to make sure I can move around, get out, walk. And for the grandies as well. Yep, be around. Yeah, so, and you know, it's not all about money. No. No. But I think that that's hard, you know, I think that people, yeah, struggle because they worry. But how long is a piece of string? Like how much is enough, I guess? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So after losing a brother at the age of 60, I just thought, well, you know, his life was cut short, so you just never know. Right. We've had so many people die before they're 60 or even at the age of 60. I just think, uh, I think I've done my bit for Australia Post now. It's time to get out and have a look around and yeah, enjoy the eight grandchildren I have. And yeah, that's right. Get out and see the. See Australia. see Australia, see Australia, see where all those letters that you've been uh, sorting, that's right. <laughs> that where they've come from. Yeah. Well, I think I think that it's just inspiring for people to hear about getting out and would you say that you know the value of staying, keeping involved, even if you live in a city, I guess you know there's always some way that you can contribute. I think contribution is actually mm. such a big part of feeling connected as well. Yeah, I think volunteering is. Just makes you feel really good inside. Like yeah. you can do something for someone or some organisation or to help the community um, thrive, survive, come alive. Maybe yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, it's all about making it fun for everyone. Too, we've got to yeah. have fun in life. So. Yeah, I love that you've said that a few times about you know it's all good fun and got to have fun and. Uh, I love fun. Like I think that it's underrated. You can always insert a bit of fun into into getting things done. You can, yeah. And it actually makes it easier. Yeah. I mean, I think Mary Poppins, you know, sings about that, doesn't mm. she? Uh, she does, yeah. But fun is good. Fun is good. Mm. Fun is necessary. Laugh and a drink. Yeah. Maybe. That's one thing I think I lost, my sense of humour whilst being a manager. <laughs> or when you're managing people, yeah. Yes, managing yeah. people, dealing with customers. I lost my sense of humour, but I'm going to find it again. I think that's great. Well, that's so, that's so true, though, because when you are in a position to of managing others, you've got to sort of, I guess it changes the way that you can have fun, doesn't it? Because you kind of yeah. have that boundary of you do of yeah. um the hierarchy to keep things sort of running smoothly. Yeah. Yep, you do. There's processes, there's rules, there's regulations, there's audits, <laughs> all those sorts of things. All the fun, so those fun things. Those fun things, yeah. But um, they always, it's good to find that sense of fun again. Yeah. 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 Mm. Well, I can't wait to hear how your trip around Australia goes in 2022. Uh, that'll <laughs> be fun too. <laughs> that'll be so fun. Yeah. 
don't think you've actually lost your sense of humour, Carmen, but mm. I think that will be a beautiful way mm. to get out and, and have some great laughs, not have to worry about anyone else. You can be a bit selfish because I don't think that's probably a word and it's not being it's not being selfish, but, no. you know, care, looking after yourself. That's well. right. Living. Living. Mm. That's right. Well, thank you so much for talking to me today. Thank you. Thanks again, Carmel. Although our time was brief, I got a lot out of it. And congratulations on your retirement. I'll be back next week with another episode of How Do You Decide? Until then, make good choices.